Weeding and Watering Your Garden by Rebecca Miesmer, read by Deb Weekly. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this beautiful summer. Thank you, God, that you are with us. Thank you, Lord, for all the wonderful beauty that you brought into our lives. And thank you for this time of year where we can take a little bit of extra time and reflect and think and pray. And I pray for my friend as she's listening today that you would speak directly to her heart. I pray, God, that um, you would just be so real to her right now, that you would guide her into all truth, show her the things that are to come. Holy Spirit, speak to my friend right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Song of Solomon 4, verse 10. How much better is your love than wine and the fragrance of your oils than any spice? Marriages either move toward connection, communication, and intimacy, or they move away from those things. They don't stand still for very long. That's a quote by an unknown person. (laughs) When my husband and I were first married, We delighted in one another and the closeness we shared in the bedroom. Intimacy was exciting and mystifying. I had never felt as alive as I was in my husband's arms arms, and he was in mine. Though in just a few short years' time, the excitement had waned, sex for me had become an inconvenience. No longer feeling like the beautiful, sensual woman that my husband had married, I hid in the dark beneath the covers each night with my suggestive lingerie hidden in the depths of my closet. What had happened? In short, three ugly weeds had grown into our garden of intimacy and were strangled, strangling the flowers of love, faith, and selflessness. Over time, with many hours devoted to biblical books on intimacy and wise Christian counsel from godly men and women, God revealed each of these weeds in our marriage and began renewing my thinking and my heart. The first weed was insecurity. The thought of standing uncovered before the man I married with my post-pregnancy stretch marks, deflated breasts, and an added muffin top made me unsure of myself. This insecurity weed propagated this second weed, which was fear. Afraid that my husband would no longer find me desirable, I remained hidden and refused to have sex with the lights on or during the day when he might see my self-proclaimed flaws. Needless to say, this took much of the excitement and spontaneity out of our marriage. Self-pity was the final weed. I not only pitied the absence of my pre-body baby, pre-baby body, But I also pitied how tired I was from chasing children, cleaning house, doing laundry, cooking meals, etc. How could I be expected to have sex after hours of self-sacrifice? When weeds sprout in your marriage garden, they must be removed by the master gardener. To remove insecurity, I had to receive and believe what the Bible proclaimed about me and what my husband had been saying all along. I am truly beautiful, flawless, just like it says in Song of Solomon 4 verse 7. And I had to repeat the truth to myself whenever I was tempted to think the opposite. When addressing fear, I prayed for boldness and surprised my husband by excavating the satin and lace out of the back of my closet and initiating sex with the lights on. (laughs) That's Song of Solomon 3 verse 4. Girls, men connect with who or what they are looking at during intercourse. Let him look at you, all of you. Finally, I had to ban self-pity with its I'm too tired excuse from my vocabulary. 
Unexpectedly, I found that if I welcomed my husband's attention in our bedroom, it took very little time for me to enjoy myself and forget how tired I had felt. Mama, perhaps your weeds are different than mine. Shame, betrayal, depression. Weeds can take many forms, but they all choke the life out of the beautiful flowers God intended to grow in each of our marriage beds. Regardless of whether your garden has become a barren desert or a flourishing rainforest, I want to encourage you to pray for God to bless the intimacy in your marriage. Ask God for ideas on how to pursue your husband both in and out of the bedroom. Water your garden of intimacy, removing any weeds you find, and see what grows. You may be pleasantly surprised at the results. Go deeper. Read the Song of Solomon written by King Solomon the Wise. Number two, make intimacy in your marriage a priority. The word says in 1 Corinthians 7 verse 5, Do not deprive each other except perhaps by mutual consent and for a time so that you may be devoted so you may devote yourself to prayer. Then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. What's next? Add one of these books to your summer reading list. Intended for Pleasure by Ed Wheat, MD and Gay Wheat. Intimate Issues by Linda Dillo and Lorraine Pintus. Intimacy, A Hundred-Day Guide to Lasting Relationships by Douglas Wise. Love and Respect by Emerson Egricks. And I also, personally, this is a note from Deb, I love the book Sheet Music, and that is by Kevin Lehman. And uh, this is Deb talking now. Um, This is a really important part of your marriage. And ladies, I think it's it's super important that we pray about it. And God is the inventor of sex in the first place. And when we ask Him to bless our sex life, He will. And He's delighted that His daughter is praying about this gift to know how to enjoy it to the fullest. When my children were growing up, I remember what Rebecca was talking about, how it's so hard to feel like you want to make love because you're so tired. But I would ask the Lord to give me energy, and that always helped. And I also prayed and asked God to show us ways to make it more fun. And I also prayed um, for me to want to make love to my husband more and to give me the desire. And I feel like he really answered that prayer. And so I I will be praying for you guys. I'm going to pray for you right now. But I just want you to know, if you're struggling in this area, it's okay. A lot of people have struggled. My husband and I struggled whenever our kids were growing up. And I just think it's normal to struggle. But I will tell you that God who will do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or imagine in every area of your life, including your sex life, delights in answering his daughter's prayers, even for your sex life. So let's pray. Father, I pray for my dear sister. I pray that she will know that you love her and that you know what's going on in her marriage and that you are going to help her. So Father, I pray that she would pray that she would read the Song of Solomon, that she would pray for you to bless her intimacy, that she would even pray with her husband uh, to bless their intimacy. And if he's a believer, and I pray, Lord, if he's not, that she would just pray it, knowing that you hear her prayers so much. You love her. And Lord, I pray, just like I prayed for my own marriage, I pray for you to show her and her husband ways to make their intimacy more fun. I pray that you would give her the energy and the strength that she needs to make love, even if she's tired, and that you would give her a desire to make love to her husband. And God, that she would see your faithfulness in this area and that you would do exceedingly abundantly above all that she could ask or imagine. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day, ladies. Bye-bye.